What up, Long Beach? Hope you had a great weekend, and welcome back to the only podcast featuring the Long Beach State Athletics Director, Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show, and as always, this show is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, J.J. Fiddler, and to my right, co-host Mike Garabasio. You heard what J.J. said, it's October, we keep Andy in a cage. We don't let him do any other podcasts. This right. is this is the only podcast. This is the LB Fee Show coming to you every other week featuring us, Andy, and a different coach at Long Beach State. Andy, welcome to your show. Gentlemen, always excited to talk about the beach. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. We're uh, we're in full swing, as as you guys know and our listeners know. Um, headed into really the the conference side of things around all our sports. So this is when it gets really um, critical on uh, how we do. You've also I saw you on Friday night. You've also chosen a side in the oldest rivalry in the city. You were on the Long Beach Poly sideline for their game against Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it was. I got so many crazy looks. And people yeah. look at me like, "Why are you in a Poly T-shirt? Like, did you go there? No, my old high school teammate, Coach Barbie, is the head coach there. So I'm supporting. Uh, my old friend, so that that was a lot of fun. I, th- I thought that I thought that was great, and uh, we certainly appreciated the lights at Blair Field being on for the parking lot. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. When you go back and you hang out with guys that you went to high school with, played sports with, do you get that old nostalgic "I used to be an athlete" feeling in your gut? Like, y- yes, so brings you back. There was another uh, former teammate who was at the game as well, and we were sitting there laughing about you know play calling and you know laughing about what we oh, were you guys yelling at steve about how we as a, you know as a quarterback wished we had the spread offense back in our day you know we were running the delaware wing t um you know which is way different than what what's going on these days so it's a little much like you kind of go man i wish we could have <laughs> well you've obviously been busy during the week as well that's what we want to talk about this week, kind of what you've been up to and budgeting. You know, I think a lot of people don't understand how much work and really how much math it goes into budgeting an athletic department. It's something you deal with every day. Is it as complex as we assume that the budget isn't just like having a checkings and saving account? It's it's very complex because there's so many different variables. Um, we've moved to what we refer to as a zero-based budget, which means you basically build your budget every year. And what makes it unique is you may have a year where men's volleyball is going to Penn State, going to Ohio State, traveling all over the country, and then you may have a year where they don't travel as much. So you're going to have changes in terms of what your costs are. And as we talk about all the time, we want to stretch our dollars and be as efficient as we can. So, yes, it's a very complex rodeo. So, and I I mean, I would say you guys are probably the largest entity in the city that does a zero-based budget. Because, like, the the city government, for example, has blank, you know, gajillion dollars for the police department. Well, next year they have blank gajillion dollars. And if if the city's tight, they're going to move that down by $2 million. And if the city's doing well, they're going to move it up by $2 million. You guys are saying you start at the zero and then you go... Okay, this team, this team, this team, this team, this team for all the different things you guys need to spend money on. I do feel like you mentioned efficiency. I feel like that's got to allow you to say, you know, we're going to talk to head coach Alan Knight from the men's volleyball team in a little bit. That allows you to say the last two years, hey, the men's volleyball team is going to be a national championship contender these these years. This is a these are the years where maybe that number is higher than it was in a previous year, and then it allows you to look at this year and say, okay, we have a new coach with the dirt bags, or the women's soccer team was picked to win the Big West. Let's put a little bit more strength on that. Is that kind of the idea behind that? It, exactly. I mean, so how we do great things um, like the the new floor for for volleyball for men's and women's volleyball. Um, you know, one of the ways we do that is by the efficiency of our costs. So if we can save money in a couple areas um, that, that isn't needed, we want to support our teams and fund them to what they need. 
But if we can save some money somewhere else and then repurpose it with a program like Men's Vaba where we know we can compete for a championship, that sometimes can be the difference maker. Was Are the coaches where maybe you're saving money from their programs, do they have sort of the trust that it's like, okay, and then two years when all my sophomores are seniors, that money's going to come back to us? I mean, it, or is that sort of difficult to manage those uh, those phone calls? No, it's it's been it's – been, um, it's been a lot of work and, and, and I feel like I've got great relationships with our coaches, but it's a big departure from, as you mentioned, the typical kind of government, uh, budgeting cycle. So, but I think what I, what I say to my coaches is, you know, the proof's in the pudding. I believe I've followed through on my commitments to them. Um, you know, we have helped every program in some capacity somewhere. So budgets have increased for some programs where they've needed more scholarship dollars, or maybe it was um, a position that we funded. So I believe our track record here, not just myself, but our senior administration and, and President Conley, um, that our coaches, I think, trust us. But it is. It's a little different. So people get a little <laughs> nervous. But, but I always say, hey, I mean, look at, look at who I am and what I've done. And, uh, and hopefully, and I believe that's, that's what makes the difference. Front, fundraising is difficult everywhere, as, as everyone knows. Um, but raising money in college is probably more difficult without having college football. Talk about how Long Beach State is kind of behind the proverbial football when it comes to Yeah, that. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. So um, let's compare Long Beach State to UCLA. And um, what I mean by that is in programs offered. They have a football program. Um, they, they play at the Rose Bowl. It's obviously a big deal. And in basketball, they have a new poly pavilion. The difference for them, um, most of their fundraising is not sports-specific. By that, I mean um, they certainly have people who will write a check specifically to men's volleyball. But how they leverage unrestricted dollars, which means you could spend it wherever you want, is if you want to sit at the 40-yard line at the Rose Bowl, they require that you make a gift that's too unrestricted. Right. So you could give the men's golf at $25,000, but you don't get to sit at the 40-yard line. <laughs> right. So the difference is they leverage those programs um, in order to, to increase giving. I always say the, the toughest dollar to raise is the unrestricted dollar, but it's the most important dollar because things come up during the year where – a team may need X or Y, and if if I don't have unrestricted dollars, it's difficult to to address those needs. But but without football, um, you know what is our leverage? You know, I I can't force anybody to to give to unrestricted here at Long Beach State. Right. Well, and I, I think an interesting thing about football, and this I'm I, I'm. I love the inside baseball, so to speak, of the of the budgeting process, fundraising. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. I think football is interesting because it's not just what you said where you get to sit at the 40, but it's also every football game is an event, right? You get five, six, whatever home football games a year. And so the newspaper is all focused on that. There's previews for it. There's all this other stuff. I think which is not necessarily the case for even a great Dirtbags weekend series, right? Like you're not necessarily going to have NBC come out and do like a preview spot right. for that. I, th I think, and JJ and I have talked about this since we were students here, one of the best things that happened here was the homecoming basketball game, which is not something that happens at a lot of other colleges, but it allows you to have that similar thing where you go, even if you're not a basketball fan, here's your weekend where you're thinking, we want you thinking about Long Beach State. We want you coming back. We want you to have some good food in front of the pyramid. We want you to talk about whatever sport it was that you played, even if it was football here, right? It, it's trying to create that event. And I think it's largely been successful. I know the students love it because you get the rides out there. JJ and I love it because we can come and just say hi to, I don't know, what, 500 people or something like that, and then go in and cover a basketball game. But yeah, I mean, that, I, I feel like a mid-major has to work harder, though, to create that event that you 
you can kind of peg everyone to. For sure. You know, and, and at a, a football school, homecoming is kind of a no-brainer. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, that's tradition, right? That, that's what people envision. So we have to do it differently. Um, and that's okay. It's a challenge. But w- we take it on. And, and as I always talk about, you need to have an anchor. What, what is the anchor? Uh, coaches can come and go. Administrators can come and go. But the anchor is this university. Um, we've been working um, with our alums. Um, we, we, we've begun Rob Clark, uh, who leads our development unit. Um, he and his staff put together the Varsity Club, um, which is the way that we're going to engage the relationships with former student-athletes. Um, we've been a little organic in terms of over the years. I mean, there's been one-off events and things that happen, but it hasn't been a sustained relationship. And uh, sometimes you need the mechanics of an organization, um, regardless of who's here running development, if it's Rob or me or, or there needs whomever to be it is. a book that whoever walks in and sits at the desk, they have the book. Right? Something has to exist. That's what I always say. What is, what is the evergreen, right? What continues to live on regardless of who's sitting in an office? And uh, that's where our hard work around uh, a homecoming event um, this year, November 9th, uh, we've got the doubleheader, women's basketball and men's basketball. It's going to be a, a great day. But we want people to come back, and hopefully they can talk about um, you know, their specific uh, sport. But if you were a football student-athlete, um, that's a legacy sport here. And what I mean by that is we don't play on Saturday nights uh, anymore, but you're still a member of this family. And we want to engage um, those former student-athletes, football student-athletes, um, as much as we want those, the sports continue. So if somebody's listening to this and they're an alumni and they just heard that, how do they get involved in the varsity club? Well, it's really easy. You can reach out um, to, to the development unit. Um, Rob Clark, as I mentioned, um, leads that unit. We've got Camden Stockton and Jeff Scott and Natalie Gutenkoff. But, um, you know, you can go on our website, longbeachstate.com, and uh, you can go to the, uh, the Giving Beach Athletic Fund, um, there's tons of information. It talks about um, our initiatives, um, and then it specifically talks about the Varsity Club. So you can go on there. There's a link to the, the, the Varsity Club that explains uh, the mission of what it's going to do, how it's going to do it. Um, so plenty of information, and, and I always say uh, anytime you see one of us anywhere on campus or an event and you have a question, always feel free to, to talk to us. Don't ever feel you can't approach us. Good stuff. I'm sure we'll be talking about that again pretty soon. Let's get to our This Week at the Beach segment, whipping it around the horn, checking in on all the teams here at Long Beach State. We're going to start with women's soccer, who had quite a Big West opener. Shout out to Alicia Laramie. Scores twice in 32 seconds in the 84th and 85th minute at Cal Poly to lead the beach to a 2-1 win. Scored on a sloppy little corner, and then they reset, gave it to her again. Just went down there and scored again. That's like AYSO stuff. College players aren't supposed to get to score twice in 32 seconds. That was pretty, that was pretty awesome. I was I was watching Twitter and I like literally texted Tyler to be like, "Did that actually happen, or are you having a seizure or something?" Laramie, <laughs> uh, aka AC, aka the process. Andy, I think you and I were standing at the end line watching her in one of her first games, and I turned to you and I was like, "I think I'm going to call her the process because I, I think every time we see her, she gets a little bit better, and when she's going to be at her best." I think this program is going to be really good. They're going to be back at George Allen Field Thursday, 7 p.m. against some school named Fullerton. Well, women's volleyball got uh, their first win also in Big West play at CSUN also last week. 
Uh, you, this has been the story, obviously, with the women's team for a little bit, but battling some injuries over there. They are healthy. They went and got the win at CSUN, and they've got a road trip this weekend. They're at Davis on Thursday and at Riverside on Saturday. Number eight, men's water polo. They lost to number two, UCLA, and it doesn't much get, get much easier for the beach. They're hosting number one, Stanford, this weekend, Saturday at noon. It's actually their first home game at Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center. And then they've got a bunch of those after that start in that GCC schedule, speaking of starting conference play. And then how about men's golf? Having a great season right now. They finished second at the Nick Watney Invitational. And Hunter Epson getting the Athlete of the Week award here at Long Beach State after he won his first ever individual title, shot a 13-under at the invite. Epson, a local boy, went to Long Beach Wilson High School, won that tournament by sinking a birdie on the second sudden death hole to, the, to get the win. That is clutch, clutch, clutch from Hunter. Congratulations. Women's tennis team will be home at the Rhodes Tennis Center Friday through Sunday for the beach tennis tournament. Definitely make sure and go check them out. And that's your This Week at the Beach. As always, you can go to longbeachstate.com for tickets to any of those events. And uh, Andy mentioned homecoming before. Go get your men's basketball season tickets. Make sure you're at homecoming and we'll see you there. Before we bring on our special guest, we wanted to remind everybody uh, that at the 562.org right now, we've got coverage for all of those teams we just mentioned in all of the games coming up. Newsletters, videos, previews, recaps, photos, obviously the Twitter updates and the interaction. We want to hear from you, so get at the 562.org and let us know what you want to see. We now welcome on our special guest, a man with multiple national championships under, a, uh, under his belt. I can't say that. Not a lot of people can say that. Uh, Alan Knipe, men's volleyball coach. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, so I think we have talked about the national championships. We're not going to do that today. Is okay. a, are you like in you'd prefer to talk about it or are you ready to not talk about it mode? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm definitely in the mode right now all about my team. But there's – come on. It's, it'll be okay to find time to yeah. talk about it every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we've got you on to talk about is what we were just uh, speaking with Andy about, which is the shift in uh, the way the budget gets put together here and how that is affecting in a positive way programs. I mean, really all the programs, but I would think especially programs like yours. Um, Andy mentioned the zero-based funding model where instead of saying the, the men's volleyball team gets X dollars every year, where 2017, 18, 19, 20, they're getting X, X amount of dollars, and maybe we move that up a little bit or down a little bit. Instead, you guys are starting every year more or less from scratch saying, okay, where are we going to spend all our money? How has that impacted you? And for, I mean, first of all, do you like that system? It's obviously, I would assume, a lot more work on your guys' part. Um, but how has that affected you, and, and you know, what's your opinion of that model? Yeah, I, I'm super impressed with it. One, you know, Andy told uh, the hiring committee that this was a plan that he saw um, that he wanted to implement at Long Beach State had he got the job. And and here we are just a, a couple of years in and, and we're in it. So kudos to him and, and our president for having the vision to, to allow us to do this. It, it's a massive shift. And it, it's it, it really is one of the biggest things that's ever happened to our athletic department. Um, it helps me in every single, and I, when I say me, it's going to help every college, every coach we have here. But it, it's going to help us in every area possible. It's going to allow us to schedule better. It's going to allow us to schedule um, better opportunities for our student athletes' experiences. Um, it's going to help us with just the organization of of being able to know that 
you know, we can do, we can bring an in-state kid in, an out-of-state kid in, we can go on a trip, we can, uh, uh, you know, afford a good official visit weekend. Can we you talk can, about, I mean, are there any specifics you can talk about of things that you, that, things that were in play for you guys that, you know, maybe six years ago, you've obviously yeah. been coaching here for a while, you just wouldn't really even have considered? Oh, yeah, there's, well, first of all, you got to remember the model that we've been in for a long time was, as you said, we had a small amount of money that was very unrealistic, usually somewhere for us about 45% of what we would spend in a year was what we were given as our budget. And then we would have to fill it in on the back end all year long and hope we had enough money in fundraising to cover the, the budget would come the time that, you know, June 1, when the budget, or actually the end of June when it closed for July 1, the end of the fiscal year. Which for you is like... <laughs> You're just starting to recover from the season being over, right? Yeah, and there's no – it's not a lot of fun being in the middle of the season and thinking about we're on this trip and how am I – we're, we're $10,000 light in fundraising. How are we going to make it hey up guys, when we get home? do we really need to eat lunch today? <laughs> That's you know? right. So it wasn't fun, and it wasn't good. But if you if you look at the model we're in now, and I'll give you a specific uh, you know um, example of how this is benefiting men's volleyball – there's a, um, a tournament called the Can-Ams that used to go on for years in the fall. The NCAA travel rule that eliminated fall travel kind of put it on hold, and now they've brought it back. It's still not in the fall. It's Now it's in the spring, but it's right in between Christmas and New Year, right at the beginning of when we're allowed to start doing things. And they came up with the idea of trying to bring the three best teams from North America, from each Canada and from the United States. So they're doing McMaster, Trinity Western, and Alberta from Canada. And they're doing Ohio State, UCLA, and Long Beach State. And it's a three-year commitment. And this would be something if I had have received the email six years ago, I would have showed my staff, said, wouldn't this be great? But not a chance <laughs> we're going to do it. Right. Um, and this was something I was able to take to Andy in this new budget model. And he saw significant value in this for us, especially coming off the last few years and to try to keep things going. Well, and, I would have to say no bleep on that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, like anytime you're a coach at Long Beach State and you get to say, hey, they want to do something with the best teams in America, so they want Ohio State, UCLA, and us, that's a feeling that you want to – you don't want that to turn into, oh, I wish we could, right? That's exactly right. And, <laughs> and and Andy was great with it, and he's able to plan for it, and, of course, he approved it. And in the past, I would have been able to go to some boosters who give us money and help run events and and throw this out there and say, okay, this is pretty much just under $100,000 for three years. How does that sound? And it would all fall out of the chair. If you want $100,000 more, how are we going to get this done? So there's a way. And then you sit down with the recruits and you tell them not only are we doing our normal travel – but we're, we're going to factor in the best tournament in America or North America to go to for the next three years. And that's going to help our recruiting, as does the floor that just got put in to make it the best venue in America. And, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to Europe this upcoming summer and uh, we'll probably get in enough matches on that trip. It would be equal to half a collegiate men's season and that we have a very green young team. So that's going to be great for us. And all these are reasons um to give credit to the to the new model of actually walking the walk, and it also helps us on when we go out to try to get funds because we're still going to have to rec uh, fundraise. We're just going to be fundraising now for the right reasons. We're going to be asking people to help Long Beach State Athletics in the Beach Athletic Fund, so it goes directly to the student athletes and their scholarships. And there's nothing better to give to than the student athlete 
in their scholarship. It's it's easier, in other words, to say, hey, do you want to pay for TJ DeFalco's national scholarship in his or his scholarship in his National Player of the Year uh, campaign, or <laughs> do you want to help us get to Santa Barbara for you know yeah. for our league match? You right? want to buy us new nets and balls, <laughs> right? Is, is travel the most expensive part? The biggest piece of the budget each year? Well, yeah, travel and of, of course your scholarship budget, but they're not they're not connected, right? Our scholarship budget's separate from our actual working budget. Uh-huh. So the biggest component of my budget is travel every year. Is each trip created equally, or are you taking um, larger gaps, let's say, in the travel day to maybe be more prepared for one yeah. match if you're on like a three match road trip? Yeah, there. We ideally, you know, there. There. That's a great question. So what would happen in the past is that we say we go to the Midwest or and play three matches, we might play two matches in one day so we don't have to stay as long. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not good. You know, to, to, you, one, you're already on a, you've already traveled across the country, you're on a time change, and now you're getting up and playing at 9 o'clock in the morning, or yeah. you're playing at 1 o'clock, what feels like 1 o'clock in the morning, if depending on where you are in the country. Um, no, that's not good. So, yeah, this will allow us to build in a little bit of um, just a buffer for the, be- the best mm-hmm. physical, you know, mode we can be in as, an, as a student athlete. And also – when you go, say you you go to Hawaii for a match and you fly in, maybe you fl- you play on Thursday or you play on Friday, you fly in with a day in between. So you fly in on the late afternoon where they don't they don't miss class, but you right. get in and then you get in late. And getting in late's okay because the next day you're going to be on the island and you're going to have a practice day uh-huh. and recover. And these were things we weren't able to do in the past. And it's a we've actually had quite a few injuries, especially in that practice. When we get off the plane a couple of years ago, we got off the plane in Toronto. And uh, we had a practice, and we had guys cramping, and we just we were trying to force everything in. We didn't leave here until mm-hmm. tw- you know 18 hours before our match, and it didn't work out so well for us, that's for sure. But it was all budget-driven. When you go on a trip like that, let's say the Canada trip, Hawaii trip, are you planning each meal before you leave? Do you guys know what you're going to eat at each meal? We'd like to. There's depending on um, you know what's available to, around us, and like when we get up to Canada, sometimes and. You know, it's minus 12 degrees. We're not, we don't want to walk too far. And, yeah, uh, you're not getting ice cream anymore. Right, yeah. so we're not doing a lot of that. <clears throat> so we have to kind of get we, – we know what we would like the guys to eat, and we know um, the times, and then what? as soon as we get there, I, I, I send the assistant coaches on a scavenger hunt to figure out – That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> they talk to the front desk. They talk well, – before we go, we Who's were – Who's your we, best ever assistant coach at finding you good food in, another, <laughs> in a foreign area? Wow. You know, we, we've been really fortunate in the last couple of years. Both Scott and, and Tyler did a great job. The difference was – that, that, that you know Tyler's was it, it had no ramification whatsoever on our budget you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so we had to rein some of that in <laughs> Scott had a better idea of that um, but they both are said are, they're, they're both so good about plant their, their organization and that stuff and they also get it nutrition wise what mm-hmm. they're looking what the athlete needs yeah to be successful so what about entertainment these are college kids. They're yeah. not just sitting there studying and playing. Like, they got to be entertained some way. Do you have an entertainment <laughs> section of the budget, or is that kind of just, hey, we've got a little extra money. Let's go see a movie. Uh, well, last couple of years, it was mostly Josh and his ukulele. And uh, we'd <laughs> all sit around and listen to him play or dance. That's but, pretty uh, good. It was, it was actually very entertaining. Yeah. No, we, to be honest with you, we, historically, we haven't done a lot of things. Um, and it, that's probably not going to change. To be honest, I'm not big that we need to travel and mm-hmm. go see a show or – you know, go see the sites too much. Now, when we go to when we go to Europe this this upcoming summer, that's going to be a little bit more of an experience, and right. there'll be some sightseeing and some stuff like that built in. 
But we have, you know, when we're back in the Midwest last year, we went and saw um, a movie. Um, uh, I forget the name of the name, the movie, the kid. The, the, um, it obviously really influenced No, it was you. great. It was actually really good. It was the guy who was hiking El Capitan or scaling El Capitan. And 125 hours? No. It's free, free Solo. Free Solo. Free Solo. So we actually have a, good, we have a great picture. Free Solo of, made all of its money off of sports teams going to see it. Oh, it was wonderful. We have a great picture, actually, of the guy scaling Kyle Insing after <laughs> the drone. That's it's, amazing. It's, it's in our year-end video. So, no, we do some things like that. But to be honest with you, it's um, – the, our schedule is so busy on the road with video, serve and pass, and then getting two meals in before we play. The mm. last thing the guys really want to do, hey, let's go to a movie in mid-afternoon on a game day. Right. They'd rather go in their room and after serve and pass and lunch and take a nap before they get up to start getting ready. Um, so get back to the budget a little bit. I, one of the things that Andy mentioned was flexibility, right? Because obviously, like we said, it's easier to go up if you're not starting from a fixed number. It's also easier to go down. Mm -hmm. When he said flexibility, the first thing I thought of was your guys' last two years where you did some things that you wouldn't – you don't usually host a Final Four in the pyramid. Right. You don't usually buy this new floor, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel that the – the zero base model lets the athletic department kind of go, hey, men's volleyball has been building the, these seasons for a long time. Or, hey, the softball team's going to be really, really good next year. Let's make sure they're doing more. Yeah. Is that one of the appeals of it? And then as a coach, you know then that maybe if next year you guys are down and it looks like the women's soccer team might go back to the Elite Eight, your yeah. budget might come down. I mean, right. is, is that – I would think there's some amount of anxiety or whatever else wrapped up in that, even though you're knowing that you can get um, – there'll be the years where it's better for you as well. Yeah, you know, I actually have a lot of faith that it's going to be really good for all of us. And, and I'm not concerned with things are going to drop for men's volleyball when it comes to the things that we need all the time. What I, what I, what I see it as is the big, as JJ pointed out, the biggest thing for us is travel. And if you go back and look at 15 years of men's volleyball, you're going to see these peaks in years, of, you know, heavy travel year, light travel year, heavily. And if you can forecast that, right. um, those years that were light on travel are going to be the years we don't, that we're not taking as much money from the budget. And you're, you're happy to see the women's, the, the women's basketball team, you know, with yeah. two trips to Hawaii or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And right? what, you know, just walking out here, I've been walking past the old baseball practice field for years and it's been falling apart in front of my eyes. <clears throat> and to watch what they've been able to do this year for Eric to get this field in order, to have a secondary field to be able to practice and get some work maybe for the guys that don't have transportation back and forth to Blair to get some extra work in. It's going to be a big recruiting deal, and I'm excited to see that, not just because, you know, I have a baseball son. Right, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But if I walk by the pool and I see some a huge upgrade for Gavin, you, I want that. I want, to see, I want to see Mauricio's field or anything that he needs or walking by the clubhouse for the soccer and softball field. It's going to be really good for all of us. So I have a lot of faith that Andy's plan of, look, let's, let's just – this is the toughest thing for the coaches. Let's really be detailed and planned out. Do all the work ahead of time of what you're going to need. And by doing this, we're going to all be able to win. And, it, it, and I think that if Andy was honest with you, there's – and he was to break out his list of what he's done for each coach since he's been here, I would imagine each coach could come and say, this is a significant change in yeah. my program since Andy's been here on an ask. Now that's going to be a little bit different. Now it's not just him finding a way. It's going to be him planning a way for all of us. And I think that he has the support of the head coaches that – everything he said so far he would do has come to fruition and yeah. he's certainly done it for us and it's a natural competitiveness for a group of people who know how to thrive in those situations you're not competing against women's soccer but you are also a boat trying to rise all yes. the boats with the tide that is yeah. 
the zero budget. I, I think it's an amazing idea, and if it's going to work, it's going to work at a mid-major. Yeah, and it, and it definitely will because we look. We're yeah, we're a mid-major by title. That's the one we have no. We don't have mid-major aspirations for success. And the only way that's going to happen is that I'm going to bring the best recruits I can possibly find out to 3,500 people watching Maria Sales team win or a packed volleyball game in the pyramid watching our women's team or, you know, Blair Field hosting a regional. And we, we all have to be successful because you have to take them to those events. It's not just about the small portion of the student athlete's life that he happens to be with just your program. It's going to be how enjoyable is this whole experience? Well, and that's uh, we um, JJ and I were joking when they broke ground on the new dorms, right? I mean, that's that that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, where are you living, you know, and where are you like, what what do your classrooms look like, you know? Or do they have the right technology in them? Like you said, not just men's volleyball. Obviously, everyone knows you guys have been successful the last two years, but okay, is that the only thing I have to do here? Am I going to go to men's basketball game and see other people that I'm in class with and stuff like that? So yeah, I mean, I think that's. That attention to the whole thing is the hardest thing to do, I would imagine, if you're in Andy's seat or in the president's seat. But that is obviously – you and I have had this conversation a hundred times. Like, But that is what has to happen, right? I mean, it can't be that when a recruit goes here to the dorms and they go to a Pac-12 school for the dorms, they're going – well, I don't know that much about the volleyball teams, but I know where I want to live. You know? right. <laughs> and if you check out online right now and you see the renderings of the new dorms that are being built, I mean, those are going to be some of the best things for our recruiting we've had in, since the time I've been here. That in the rec center, to be honest with you, then the pyramid opening up for us. Right. Well, appreciate the time, as always, Coach. I know you guys have team deals coming up pretty soon. Yep. Season just around the corner. Yep. Best of luck with all that, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So we're going to bring back Andy, another great conversation with Alan Knipe. Andy, before we get out of here like we do every other week, it's time for a food recommendation. What do you got this week? I'm going Los Compadres. Oh, okay. And 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 and, and the fam uh, went there last week, and I, I'm the salsa. I'm a salsa guy. Yeah. I love their salsa. <laughs> Green or red? Uh, I'm, I'm a red guy. Okay. I'm a red guy, but it depends. But if I have my druthers, I go red. Okay. Mike, what do you got? Uh, bacon cheeseburgers generally. Is that good? Gen- that does sound good. I've never been to generally. Is, is, it, is uh, it cheap? I had, as you know, uh, my wife and kids are out of town this weekend. I feel like I've had pepperoni pizza and bacon cheeseburgers for every single meal. So, yes, just generally. I had one from Ruby's last night that was great, but just generally bacon cheeseburgers. This episode of the LBF <laughs> Show brought to you by Zantac. Right. Um, <laughs> mine is it's fall, so my wife started making chili. She uh, makes an amazing yeah, yeah, turkey yeah. chili that – Kind of like, you know, a good athlete. Just get, keeps getting better. Just keeps getting better the longer <laughs> it hangs out. Um, it's it's fall, man. And that smell in the kitchen of chili I'm, I'm is a, like... I'm a soup guy, JJ. I'm yeah. telling you. And so when you just said those words of getting to fall, I love it. <laughs> awesome. We do, too. More sports coming at you here at Long Beach State. Thank you so much to producer Roger, Andy, for having us on the show. We will see you in the stands this weekend, Long Beach. Take care.